Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He's here, barely. barely. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we have the whale man, Kyle Budzanowski. I'm here. He's here? All right, let's do it. Uh, right quick, guys, before we jump into the show, we'd like to take a special moment here to dedicate this episode uh, to Grandpa Jim Budzanowski. He passed away a couple days ago, so this episode is dedicated to him. Uh, he was uh, Mike and Kyle's um, grandpa. He was my grandfather-in-law, I guess is the best way of putting that. Um, we don't really get too personal here on the show usually. Um, you guys probably know by now that me and Mike are brothers-in-law and that Kyle's my cousin now, you know, and they're obviously related too, so it all works out. But, um, you know, we, we lost a good one, and, uh, you know, our prayers are with him. And, you know, yeah, so if you guys could just say a little something for, for our family here on the show, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, but this show goes out to him. Uh, but let's jump right into this, guys. we got a lot to talk about. We have uh, a lot of basketball news here in the front, first half of this show. We've got uh, some potential playoff predictions as far as how the seeding is going to go, how they're going to play it out. They, you know, This thing could get wild really quickly. And on top of that, we got now we got star players saying that depending on which way they go, they're just going to say, you know what, screw this. I'm not even playing if we don't got a legitimate shot at doing anything. So we're going to dive into that pretty hard here in the first half of the show. On the second half of this episode, we're going to go, we're going to be talking NHL. We're talking Red Wings. We're talking Blashill. He's coming back. Eiserman says he's doing a great job with a really crappy team. Is he? I'm not really sure. And then at the end of the show, we're going to be previewing NXT's In Your House pay-per-view. That's going to be happening uh, next weekend. So we'll obviously be there to review it after it happens. And we're also going to be talking the AEW. TNT Championship and uh, the new gauntlet that Cody Rhodes uh, threw down this last week. So lots to go over this week, guys. Uh, let's make it a good one for Gramps this week. Uh, let's start right off the top. Uh, NBA basketball, Mike, you and I were talking about this a little bit um, a couple days ago. And, you know, you were kind of me pitching these scenarios. And it, it's crazy. So mm-hmm. just start off, just kind of explain the, the potential scenarios that we that the NBA yeah. is kind of laying out right now yeah. for their hopeful July return. Yeah. Yes. Um, so they have the three proposals out right now, yeah. three different ways that they want to think about doing this. Mm-hmm. So the first one is it's a general East versus West, one through eight, one through eight. Yep. How they would be like as of March 15th or whenever they went right. on hiatus or right. whatever. Which is probably more than likely, it's pretty close to be what it would be at the end of the year. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's interesting because when we talk about these other scenarios, like yeah. this next scenario I'm going to bring up, it would actually be eight and eight also. So mm-hmm. it's like, why would you change it mm-hmm. if if it's going to be the I'm same? Be, for sure. But the second thing that they're going to do is they're going to do a 16-team um, non-conference bias seeding. Right. So you have actually the pure one seed versus the pure 16 seed. Right, so kind of NCAA tournament-ish type yeah. of seeding style. So 1 versus 16, 2, 15, 3, 14. 14. Yaddy, so it's yaddy, not yaddy. necessarily would be east to west because yeah. looking at the bracket, you'd have like the Lakers and the Nets in the first round. Or you'd have... Uh, Denver and Indiana, who mm-hmm. teams that normally wouldn't play each other in, until the finals, until the finals right. you might see these matchups in the happening first round. first round, second round, and stuff. Right. And then a third option that is proposed but probably is the least likely option to yeah. happen is they want to do a group series. So they're going to get 20 teams, kind of like how FIFA does it. You get you take 20 teams, uh, the best 20 teams, so that would include teams like the... Trailblazers, Pelicans, and Spurs, I think, are some okay. of the teams uh, the that you fringe, would add. Fringe teams. On the fringe teams. Yep. Yep. And then what you would do is you put them in a group of 20. You basically like pull names out of a hat. 
You pull the first five names, they're in group A. Yep. Next five names, group B. Group next C, five, group. C, D, yep. etc. And you would play all teams in your group twice. Whoever has the best, the top two teams with the best record in that group advance to make eight-team playoff, and then those eight teams would get reseeded and then would face each other to the finals. And that's just a one through eight, right? It's not a, like a... It's not like yeah, it'd go one through eight, okay. but then like say like Milwaukee comes out of it or whatever, since they're the number one overall, they get the number one seed, mm-hmm. you know, like or whatever. So right, like right. it's not necessarily like the top eight, like if the Houston Rockets are number 10, right? And they're the worst team, then they'll play Milwaukee or whatever. Okay. Like they get reseeded <clears throat> right, based right, on right. how they are right now. Okay. But it, it resets. I got like you. That. Okay, cool, for sure. So lots of different, lots of information to take there. So, Kyle, first off, I'm going to ask you what, which one, you know, take your Lakers bias out of it for a hot second here. I know it's hard for you. Um, but uh, what is, in your mind, what's the best way to get a true fair champion in uncertain times like this? Like, is it just, we just stay with eight and eight, or you want to go one through 16? Cause it'd be something that, you know, some fans have really clamored for that just off, you know, from the get go. It's like mm-hmm. to make the regular season mean that much more. It's yeah. like, you want it, you want to be the number one seed and have the easiest road. You got to be the best team, you know? Um, you know, or, or this possible group stage type of scenario, which one, which one do you think is going to give us the best possible matchup to crown the best champion you know possible here i just have a question so for okay. the one through 16 like how many games like in a series is like there's supposed to be seven games series so seven games so All yeah so through. it's still gonna be the same it's gonna same be... amount of games okay. it's just you're gonna yeah. maybe get some here, more east I'll versus trade. west this is matchups. this is all the the matchups I'm pulling my phone over to kyle so he can look yeah. at the matchups but yeah, so I, um, hearing all those different scenarios, I like the one through sixteen the most. I thought I think it's kind of like you know we have like the NCAA style. The Clippers style. don't. <laughs> Clippers hate the it. Clippers do not like it. But Clippers are in the bottom left. Yeah. So but I, uh, but I like the how it has that NCAA style. It gives you mm-hmm. some sense. We didn't get the NCAA season this year. Yeah. And then it, obviously, like you said, it makes the regular season mean that much more. Mm-hmm. So if you like the Milwaukee has one seed, they're gonna play Orlando. But and but it's like in a Orlando's situation. Like, Damn. It's a situation where. It's not like a one seed versus a 16 seed in college where, like, the 16 seed's, like, got no, absolutely New Jersey no shot. junior college yeah. versus whoever. This is like, okay, like, you're playing Orlando. Theoret- theoretically, there's a – I mean, there's a slim chance, but theoretically, there is yeah. a chance. Like, they're both professionals. Like, yeah. Like, I, I could see We say that, but then, like, we saw last year, even if it was one through 16 – the Bucks would still play the Pistons. The Pistons would have gotten oh, yeah. spanked either way. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, but hey, hey, they made it close for a game until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez. But I just like kind of mix up. Blake doesn't the- get hurt. We get a game maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I just like how you have the mix up of conferences, mm-hmm. and that's just kind of what I've been thinking. Yeah. Do you think too. that yeah, now, Mike? I'm gonna ask you. Do you think the NBA needs? to change it up just this year. Like, the NHL is already kind of going with a modified rule set. Do you think just – it's not so much ratings-wise because I know as soon as sports come on, it's going to be bonanza, right? Everyone's going to be, like, glued to their television set. But do you think that there is going to be – do you think they're going to tr- be willing to try something different because this has never happened before? This is an unprecedented – it's not like we went on strike, right? This is a – we were fine – and then all of a sudden we're we're like it's a hard dead stop. So do you think the NBA is like you know what if we if there's a time to experiment and to try something different now was the time rather than risking it doing it later on where then there could be possible I, backlash I, and stuff. I, I do think this is a perfect time to test out. Yeah. However, I don't think it's the true best way because I look and I go. This is the worst time year to have it. Also at the same time, yeah. Because you don't have like ten teams in the West. 
and like six in the east where this actually makes a difference mm-hmm. you still have eight and eight yeah so then at that point i'm like if you have eight and eight mm-hmm. just do east first west because like okay the i propo- see what you mean the right. proposed way yeah. is one through 16 but that's because but west- you're not taking the 16 best teams necessarily yeah you're still taking right eight, eight from each i got side you okay yeah. and like that this year sense. in specific like Say, like, last year, I don't think the Pistons would have made it in the 1 through 16. No. Because I think there were two or three teams in the West that had a better that record. That missed out, right. But they just missed out. That year would have been cool because then you would have seen the 10th mm-hmm. best team in the West playing, you know, the Bucks or right, whoever the sure. one seed Absolutely. is. Absolutely, yes. And that's, like, now that's interesting because now you have more right. West teams. It, it, then that's where the emphasis on the regular season where you can't go 500 anymore yeah. and make the playoffs because you're just going to get yeah. killed Now anyway. in the West, now like, you have to really yeah. try for all these games mm-hmm. because... Or seeding matters, teams, right? Yeah. Seeding matters. Right. You, there could be a year where only four teams in the East make it right. because... Those are the top four teams that everyone else is right. worse than these West teams. Right. Just this year in particular, since it matches out to eight and eight, I just think it's like just you do, well, just do yeah. East for West because. Right. It's and honestly, I you know I think the only way the NBA would do this is like it. it the only way I feel like it would be uh, like a slam dunk for the one for sixteen is if the Clippers and Lakers could magically wind up in the finals. Like Which is, if they had the if they gave, like if there was no Bucks team like cause that that's the biggest opposition on the Clippers side of that yeah. bracket. Which you show me the bracket before where like if that they would probably potentially meet at some mm-hmm. point you know so like if if the lakers and clippers had like the easiest paths possible where like everybody else was just okay like yeah. if it was just a whole bunch of houston rockets teams mm-hmm. then i'd be like all right this is the finals yeah. that's the only way i could see them being like this is the way we're gonna do it because we want to get the biggest po- the, the biggest city right yeah. los angeles the two teams the now like oh my gosh the clippers are gonna be good mm-hmm. and you know obviously the lakers with lebron james and you're like this is the biggest money matchup we could possibly have. Like yeah. as my as good as Milwaukee is, nobody talks about Milwaukee outside of Giannis. It, they're a very good basketball team, probably the you know top three team in the in the entire league. You know, but at the same time, you're it's Milwaukee. No one, it's not a big market. Nobody gives a crap about Milwaukee. You know what I mean? So if this was if this was a Dallas or a um, a San Antonio, hell, even a Detroit, I would say you would have a better a better chance, you know, because of the history that goes along with it. But you know, other other cities like that, like Toronto, even they're like, all right, you know, Toronto, it's, it is what it is. Like if Boston was as good as if Boston was as good as Milwaukee was, they'd be like, all right, we're okay, it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Um, I just for yeah. no, I hate the idea of a 20-team, like, group stage. Stupid. I don't like it either. I don't because like it either. I, that's a proposed thing because they want to add multiple teams. They mm-hmm. want to add four more teams or whatever. But I, I would be scared for the risk that you get all the great teams in one group. Yeah. And, like, and now you it, miss out. Yeah, and you miss out. Say you get Bucks, Lakers, Clippers, Clippers all in the same thing, and you go, yeah. oh, Boston crap. and Dallas or yeah. something. And you're and like... You're like Crap. So, so you're only getting the two LA teams. Now Bucks are just eliminated. Mm-hmm. And then if That'd the if the both Lakers teams get put on the same bracket well, so side or whatever. Say say a team like that gets upset by a team, right? Say like there's an Orlando Magic team that just goes nuts for two games. Exactly. Or you know what I mean? And they just they shoot the lights out of a of an LA team and you're like Oh, because you know in a seven-game series, they've got no chance yeah. against but any of these top teams. you only have to play teams. a team once or twice and maybe one right. qualifier. Exactly. It'd be a whole different story where you know, I agree with you. I think – now let's segue that a little bit because teams like, uh, say, a Portland, right? I know I'm bringing up Portland in uh, specifically because uh, Damian Lillard's already come out and said, if I don't think we have a legitimate chance mm-hmm. at getting there, then I'm not playing. Yeah. So – 
and there's I, I'm sure the sentiment is probably shared among some of the other ones. Luckily, a lot of the top stars in the league are in teams that are like we're a two seed, we're fine. Regardless. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. Um, but is there any hesitation, uh, Kyle? I'm gonna start with you. Is there any hesitation for you as a fan to be like, man, it, no matter what playoff format they go with, are you concerned at all that we're gonna see some of these top stars just kind of be like, you know what? I don't think we got a shot anyway. I'm kind of already in off-season mode. Like, I'm training, but I'm not training hard, and I'm just kind of coasting. I don't really want to go out there and get my ass kicked in four games. You know what I mean? Like, do you, are you worried at all that we're going to see some of these teams that are maybe in the middle of the pack that just go, you know what, send out whoever, I don't care, kind of thing, and we're going to not get the best possible playoffs that we could get? Because looking at this, as we've talked about before, the NBA has never been more balanced as far as, like, star allocation to teams. You know what I mean? So... Are you worried at all that we're going to see kind of like sloppy play because some of these teams go, we don't have a shot anyway, so why try? Yeah, I, th- I think especially with those middle-of-the-road teams where they have like that one, maybe two like stars on their mm-hmm. team that like they're probably not going to win against a good team, but they're going to like be in the playoffs and play these good teams. But especially like a, a guy like Damian Lillard, who's yeah. played at Portland forever his whole career, Portland and really, really has none, none, won nothing. I think hey, they made it to the Western yeah, Conference yeah, Finals and yeah. got decimated. It's fine. But I, especially people like him, <laughs> they're gonna be like, "What's the point? You know, I don't want to go. I don't want to go waste another year doing playing yada yada yada." Yeah. But I think if they if they pick the right format and they kind of pick a situation where it kind of doesn't upset a lot of people, mm-hmm. I think overall the because especially what they just like want to play like yeah. for like LeBron, oh yeah for sure they yeah. just want to play. Well, it's because so, he thinks he's got a shot at championship. <laughs> if he was on Cleveland right, he's like, you know what? We'll just sit this one out. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but I think if they find the right situation, then they'll definitely, they'll yeah. definitely have a good playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same question to you, Mike. Are you are you concerned at all with with the quality of play I'm coming off of a layout over yeah. like this? I know some teams are training and they're getting together and yada yada yada. But you know there is rust that goes like oh yeah, like early NBA season compared to like December, January, February NBA is totally different. 100%. Like like it's just you know the grind takes an effect. You know you yeah. got to get your you got to get your legs back a little bit. There's a lot of different factors. You know mm-hmm. so. It, are are we are we concerned at all with the quality of play, especially if some stars are just kind of saying, you know what, I'm just going to kind of cash this in and just go through the motions. Um, I wouldn't say it hurts the quality of play. I think the Damian Lillard comments are weird because he because they're only three games out, so he's like, if we're going to do a regular season, he'll play. But if mm-hmm. it's like a weird group stage thing, he doesn't want to play. I think at what the the want to add teams to make a playoff is really only to get Zion into the playoffs in yeah. my opinion yeah. because if you could pull Got some, some, some conspiracy things happening 100% here. well yeah. if you look at like Memphis is the 14th seed right right so and they're the worst team in the west and the Pelicans are like the ninth that are right there and they're yeah. only like a game and a half behind them mm-hmm. and they're like if we can pull them in there to get yeah. a couple the of number people, one pick this yeah. year if we can well here's the thing the new you, phenom yeah if you pull, if you get them one or two more wins and they can jump Brooklyn and they get the Lakers in the first round. That's, that's a great That's matchup. money. That's, that's money great. made. Yeah. Or Zion versus LeBron, LeBron right. in a seven-game series. Like though, that's why they were like, we either want to do a group stage to get Zion in those games, mm-hmm. or you want to do a regular season where you can try to jump them a few games. Yeah, I think it's purely on Pelicans, yeah. or they would just go okay one through sixteen or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, and honestly, that's something that I haven't heard a lot of people say before. But that you're not necessarily—I wouldn't say you're wrong either. You know, a, a team like New Orleans, where they go, they're the worst team in the league. They lose their franchise star in Anthony Davis, right? They get Zion now. You got Lonzo Ball there. You got you got some pieces right now in New Orleans where you can kind of feel confident in what you're building. Um, 
you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked for them that there's some ulterior motives there. Like, they would never do this for a Detroit or a Cleveland or anything like no, that. Like, no, they're no. just like, nah, it doesn't matter. You know no, they're, I mean? they're so. in the weird spot where Zion's such a big name. And it, there's so many stories woven into a Bucks or a Lakers game. Oh, yeah. second game series mm-hmm. where it's just... Well, just, you know, there. because they want something to build off of, right? Yeah. They You know, like, LeBron's, what, 36, 35, 36? 35. So, like... He ain't going to be here that much longer no. in the grand scheme of things. They need other star- – Kawhi's in his 30s, you know. Mm-hmm. You need st- people to build the league around, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There is no more Dirk. There's no Tim Duncan. There's no weird group of five Piston players that, for whatever reason, win a lot of games. Like, you know what I mean? There's nothing that you can hang your hat on to be like, okay, so they need guys like Ja Morant and, and, um, and Zion to really turn up and be awesome, you know, because mm-hmm. if not, you're like, we just got a whole bunch of – good teams but not anything like nothing special nothing to draw fans in you know like Steph Curry shooting threes and missing them all in the finals is only going to get you so far you know what I mean so I'm throwing shade but I'm sorry but no one seems to talk about that so Kyle if we we did a 1 through 16 who does it favor the most I know who it doesn't favor I know know exactly who it doesn't Clippers get the hardest straw off of all but who does it favor the oh yeah the, I mean, the box and the number one seed, they're probably the easiest road, hopefully. But Until they play the Clippers. Yeah. Until they play the Clippers. Oh. Well, I say that because if you want to look Can at Can I the, see this? Can yeah. you see this real fast? The, why, Lakers, why the yeah. Lakers hypothetical matchup. So you get Brooklyn in the first round. Then Houston or then you Utah. you probably get Houston or Utah. Probably Houston. The Lakers have a very easy And road. then they play oh Denver or Toronto gosh. in the conference final. Where you look at Milwaukee, they get the Magic in the first round. Then they probably get the Heat or OKC. Yep, and then they get the winner of the Clippers versus either Boston or Philly. Yeah, and that's a that's a hell of a matchup to start five twelve matchup right yeah. there. Why are those always the best matchups, man? Like, yeah, my goodness great. gracious! But like, hell, even Denver Indiana for me would be a great watch because yeah. they're so like they're like polar opposites of all the rest of these teams in this mm-hmm. league are like the two where they're like yeah, we're gonna play some defense. That you bottom, know what I mean? The bottom right division's a little rough for me. But. Yeah. But no, um, I think a definitely favorite Lakers have an easy road. Yeah. Like all they have to do is just be like we just have to play basketball yeah. and they're gonna win. You know what I mean? Like there is not a single team on that list where I go, there's a like even T- Toronto's the four right or the three. three. Yeah. And, no way, no freaking way in all get up are they coming in? Like sorry Toronto, you had your run, but like there is not a single iota of me. unless LeBron James breaks his leg and turns into an ostrich, like he walks like this instead, there's no way they lose that series. There's no way. Like, you know, if they lost LeBron, I'd still think it's a close series of nothing else. But, like, come on. You know what I mean? Like, you got your ring. Let's calm it down. But, um, yeah, I still think the Lakers are obviously the favorites mm-hmm. in that. What would you guys rather see before we go to break? Lakers-Clippers in the finals or Lakers-Bucks? Because, but because just the way the 16 yeah, yeah. is, like, the only other way we would see it is Clippers-Bucks. But, uh, well, let's just assume they're going 1-16. through 16. Yeah. Lakers box or Lakers Clippers? I'll take Lakers Clippers. I'll yeah. take Lakers Clippers too. I, I kind of want to see it too. I, I just think it's I think it's a better... There's, there's so much story. Yeah. There's just well, there's, so much there's, story. There's story, and, I, and if you want to be in the contest of the best two teams should meet in the finals, yeah. which I think this is why they kind of want to do this, because they they want to see number one and number two, no matter what side they're on, fight face each other. I think Lakers Clippers is the best matchup. Unfortunately, I think the Bucks are just a little... Short, yeah, to be in that matchup. Yeah, just imagine being Toronto though. You're like, oh, finally LeBron goes to the West, and then, <laughs> then it's just and then it's just everyone. And you're like, themselves. you're like, come on! <laughs> they had their one year where they didn't have. They to got it. Run. They got it. Yeah, right. No kidding. They and, wouldn't have faced LeBron even if 
you know, he wouldn't have made it to the finals last year with no. that team. There's no way. But, you know, like, um, they were still healthy in the Western Conference Finals for the most part. The, club, the Warriors were, so they yeah, were Yeah, I was okay. losing KD in yeah. the finals. Yeah. But, you know, um, but yeah, no, like, it, it definitely, fit. like, the Lakers are like, oh, yeah, we would love this 1-16. through 16. LeBron yeah. can rest for three out of the five games every week? Yeah, yeah. sounds great. So, it'll be interesting for sure. You know, once we get confirmation, we'll kind of break down the matchups once we know for sure what we're going to get into. Uh you know, really looking forward to this NBA playoff season for sure. It'd be nice to have live sports back. I'm really tired of watching replays of old oh, games. I can watch replays. Like, like Fox Sports Sports <laughs> just keeps playing Tigers games. Like, a lot of, like, old Tigers games. And I'm like, like, dude, you got, like, Gregory Bonderman on, like, I'm like, and, like, that's rough. This is a rough watch. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to see Placido Polanco with weird-looking head bad anyway. I, I don't want to watch him get swept again. Yeah. But... <laughs> I know. I, I'm noticing they're not putting any replays of like past couple seasons. It's like, oh, when we were good, yeah. <laughs> where we just get destroyed by the Chicago every week. But it'll be fine. All right. After the break, we're gonna be talking Red Wings. Jeff Blashill's coming back per Stevie. Why is it the right move? We're gonna ask Mike. He doesn't like it. Kyle. He doesn't even know what's going on. He didn't even know hockey existed until two days ago. But we're gonna be talking now. We're previewing NXT's in your house pay per view, and of course, we're talking a little bit of AEW and that TNT Championship. Which is kind of gross, but there, hopefully there's some hope with it. Uh, coming up after the break, stick around. Ha! We fooled you. There's no break today. We're giving you a special commercial-free episode. Uh, we're going. We're just gonna go jump right into the paint here, so to speak, and let's talk some NHL news. We don't talk a lot of hockey on the show because, quite frankly, what is there to talk about? Our team sucks. So until we there's something to give me some sort of hope or anything, I know we, we say that we talk Lions a whole bunch too, but but it's the NFL. Different. It's different, right? There's always some kind of mo- the, in some regards you could feel like the, when the Lions do something, you're like, oh, you can convince yourself, but the, the they're never the worst team in the league. The worst team. Shut up. All right, that's yeah. why I say shut up. Anyway, um. But uh, there is some Wings news to be talked about, right? Steve Eisenman had a uh, uh, press conference last week. He basically said that Jeff Lashley's coming back. Um, that was met with, I would say, as generously a mixed response. Mm-hmm. That, um, Mike, let's just start with you. Let's jump right in here. I mean, do you like the move? Do you not like the move? I felt like we've been doing We've been talking about this for three years now, basically, yeah. like whether or not you should keep coming back. But, um, you know, with Eisenman's response where he's like, this team is awful. You know what I mean? Like, this whole roster is garbage right now. So he's like, what do you want them to do? Kind yeah. of thing. Which, which in some regards, I think is refreshing for a GM to be like, yeah, the old guy was awful. Like, he sucked. Like, this team is just is garbage. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm trying to flip it around and trade away any pieces that we have to get future assets. So I'm giving him nothing to work with. Um, but at the same time, they've won, like, 30 games in two years. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on Jeff Blaschel coming back? Do you care? Um, <laughs> like, yeah, do, do, do you think that he's... Do you, would you rather him be here and then kind of pull a Pistons where it's like, once they start to get good, go get a better coach and be like, just take him over the top? I, I think that's eventually what they're going to do. Yeah. I don't... It's hard because how bad the roster is. It's kind of just... You're in a point where, like you said, it's just like... Well, you don't just know. Kinda, yeah, you're just in kinda, real rough shape right yeah, now. Yeah, you just need a guy to just kind of stand there and be the coach <laughs> until you can get stand the team around there. there. You guys haven't practiced? Why bother? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, when you're 23 points behind the second, the second worst team, yeah, you're not doing anything, right? So yeah, for sure, it, it's you're in a rough spot, and uh, hopefully you can 
get that coach. I'd actually rather get the coach sooner rather than later, though. Yeah. Um, which is why I think I would like to see him gone sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, because I think that if you can get that coach, uh, like accustomed to the players that like that like the Larkins that they're gonna have <laughs> for the yep. future, mm-hmm. then once you start getting the pieces around, you can get that started faster than if you take the chance or like oh two years down the line now we have our coach. It's like well. Now he's got to get accustomed to everybody right. and get accustomed to right. everybody. He's got to implement like, his system. Yeah, his and thing. then right. if his system doesn't work with certain players, then you have to get rid of those star players or right. whatever. Yeah. So if you want to get it now, I think you should get the new coach now, which is why I think they should either get rid of him now or very, very soon. Right, and that's the thing, too, is when you look at it, it the problem that I have with Kim Keep, it, it, you know, as much sense as, as Stevie Y made when he kind of said that, hey, like, you know, when I haven't given him anything. The problem with that is, is that Blaschel's strong suit was supposed to be developing players. Yeah. We're not developing anybody, right? Like, you know, I, I get it. You get rid of Athens C, you've gotten rid of Nyquist. you gotten rid of a lot of guys that, you know, you thought were going to be building blocks for this team. And obviously, you know, Steve Eisenman has other plans. But with that being said, you're we're not we're not getting any I guess better is not the right word, but we're not even competitive now. Like we're we're the worst we've ever been in my lifetime, literally. Um and and, and it doesn't feel like I don't we don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. Like I feel like even with like say the Tigers, they've drafted well enough these past couple of years with like a Casey Mize and some of these other dudes that they have ready. Like I feel like you're closer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're just willing. Like the Pistons, we don't really know what's happening because they just entered this phase. But like I don't even see a light at the end of the tunnel for the Wings right mm-hmm. now. You know, like that outside of Larkin. I don't see a guy that they have, you know, and Mantha, I guess. But, like, those are the two guys outside that. Like, you don't even know who your goalie's going to be. You know, Howard needs to be gone. You're trying to – you've made a lot of trades. You're drafting high. But it's like, unlike the NFL where, like, a Jeff Okuda's going to start start day one, right? Mm-hmm. In hockey, that ain't happening unless it's Sidney Crosby. You know what I mean? And that's not – and that's not – nobody's in this draft to make it, you know, to make it look like that. So it's very hard for me to be like, okay, that he's staying – but at the same time, I go, what other choice does he have mm-hmm. at the same time? You know, Kyle, your thoughts on Blaschel staying, um, you know, do you care? Do you know who Jeff Blaschel is? Um, do you know who the Red Wings are? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but but do, you, do you care at all that, that he's staying? Or would you like just, you know, sometimes change for the sake of change, you know, for a fan base at least, it's like, okay, there's something else. I can look forward to this because there's a new coach, so I can justify the losing, mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, have I watched the uh, Red Wings game in the past two years? No, but... That, help, that helps. Well, that helps, that helps the credibility a lot with this show. Mm-hmm. A lot. All any f- The seven fans that we have just went click right yeah. now. <laughs> but I do know that at least if you're going to be a garbage team, you should at least have a path of what you're doing. Yeah. As, as you said, at least the Tigers have a direction that they want to go in the future of someone long in the future. But right now the Red Wings are just sitting around. They're just like, well, just wait for something to happen. Well, so I don't think so <laughs> to be fair, Eisenman has made several deals to where they they, they, yeah. they have a lot of draft capital. Unfortunately though, like we mentioned, unlike the Lions, but like if the Lions traded for a second round pick in next year's draft, right? Like People get excited because you're like, that's a starter, mm-hmm. potentially, right? Like, we just got another starting piece, a young guy that we're going to be able to build the team around. In hockey and baseball, and even basketball to some extent, if you're not a, if you're not picking top two, you don't get a guy that's going to transform your team at least immediately. You know what I mean? There's not a guy out there. So, you know, so I give them a little bit of a pass on that, but, but continue with what you were going with. 
but yeah, so I don't think it really matters. At least right now, we have yeah. the coach. I think, I think, I guess you could say, okay, you want the right coach with the right system for your future. Mm-hmm. You want, you don't want to have like you want to actually build up a team and then find a new coach where right. he has a brand new system and then all these guys don't like what he's doing and then now you're like, okay, we have the players, but now we don't have the system to go along with it. Right. And then you might have to start all over again. No right. one wants to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think right now, it, uh, you, I don't really think Spit it matters if you get a new coach. I think. Change, change is good, obviously, but yeah. I think, I think more more importantly is getting getting the drafts. You, yeah, you're, you're, you I know. think we have. I think the important thing too is that I think we have the right leadership. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I do believe in in Steve Eisenman's vision of what he's trying to do. Like mm-hmm. I think he, I think he did the one thing that I think anybody else looking outside of Detroit went. This needs to happen, and he went. All right, Holland was clearly not willing to tear it down, mm. right? He was trying to hang on to whatever talent they had and try and build and try and make stupid trades to kind of just keep us somewhat relevant, right? So Eisenman went, screw that. We're just going to tear this whole sucker down. Anything outside of Larkin that we have, we're going to get rid of, and we're going to try and build. And what did he do? He made like three trades with the Islanders and took all their picks. <laughs> Where Holland's at now, but it's whatever. But point is, though, is that he was able to, you know, he he's, I think Eiserman is definitely playing a long game where he's just going, we're going to suck, we're going to suck bad, but I'm going to do anything in my power to where we're going to have pick, I mean, I think they have like seven picks in the first three, three rounds, rounds yeah. this year. I think they've got a first, two seconds, and a couple third. Like, they got a lot of picks, yeah. like, coming up here in the next couple years. Yeah. So they've done a nice job of stockpiling the cabinet to be like, okay, Let's keep going, you know what I mean? And then when that time comes, their cap is going to be more flexible, obviously, because they're not having to pay some of these guys. see you wanted more money. He's gone. You're not going to have to pay him. Howard's going to be gone soon. you got a lot of guys that, you know, so when that star that's going to fit what Eiserman's image for this team is, he's going to be able to go, okay, now, right? You know what I mean? And make that move, which I think is good. I do think that I do believe in, in Eiserman. Yeah. doing what he's needing to doing and embracing the fact that we need to be bad in order to be good. Yeah, I've always agreed with playing the long game instead of playing the short, like... Yeah, intermediate. Let's yeah. just let's just stockpile all our resources into this season yeah. or this couple like seasons. Like in a football analogy, don't do what the Rams do just right. for one season. Try yeah. to prolong it so the last 10 years or something. Right, and so that's, that's you know, look at... That's the difference between, like, a Rams team and, like, say, a Baltimore Ravens or a mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers. You can say New England, but New England's always been, you know, whatever. But, like, those teams where it's like... Baltimore, even the years when maybe didn't make the playoffs, we're like, but we're not going to sell the farm and tear it all down, and we're also not going to do everything we can to like become Super Bowl. Like we're going to stick to our drafts. We're going to we have a philosophy in how we build this football team. We're gonna, we have a good coach. Like having certain things like that built into the franchise and into your core of your beliefs, I think is is tremendous. And I think it's something that the Lions are still working towards is trying to build that core foundation where you're like. No, this is a Detroit line. Like we say it all the time in drafts, where you're like you look at a guy and you go, "That is definitely a Baltimore Raven guy, right?" Or that's a that's a Pittsburgh Steeler. Or this is a like, oh, he ran really fast. That's an Oakland Raider. Like you know, Devin Bush. Yeah, right. Bush but but Steelers. but but you knew that. Like yeah. you had a feeling going into that draft. Where you're like, it makes total sense. He's in a you know a physical smart guy who doesn't do anything stupid. You know what I mean? You know, guy's gonna smack a guy with a helmet. All right, that's a Cleveland Brown. Like we get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know what I mean? So you just feel that. And I think that's what the Red Wings are doing right now is they're like, we're finding guys that we think are, are Detroit Red Wings and they fit what we're trying to do. So yeah. it's going to be interesting for sure. All right. Let's shift now to the squared circle. Um, 
NXT in your house takeover is coming up this weekend. Um, Kyle's a big fan. He's excited. Yeah, he's, he's ready to go. He's pumped. <laughs> Can't wait. He watched that one episode. Yeah, right. That one day of of uh, of uh, Dynamite, right? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but uh, Mike, do you have the card pulled up? Yeah, you, I, I already. Know. You got it. Yeah, you got it on the back. Look at that. Look at this guy. He's 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 ready to go. But all right. Um, in your house. So in your house is coming back. If you don't remember, in your house was a concept in the '90s um, that WWE uh, applied. Where basically that was the start of the monthly pay per view for a lot of time. Uh, before that was the core four: Survivor Series, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, and WrestleMania. Then they brought out the in your houses, which were actually shorter pay per views, around two hours. They were a little cheaper price point. That's what the in your houses were. Uh, to kind of combat what WCW was doing at the time, which was doing a monthly pay-per-view. So WWE tried to get into that market. And now, like, as you see now, if you're a fan of wrestling, you know, in WWE you see the backlashes and, and you, know, the, you know, the great balls of fire and the TLCs and the, you know, I, I, I want to go backlash to Judgment Day because I was always the first back-to-back of the, of the start of the year. So, like, but the backlash is the Judgment Day is the this, the that, and everything else. Um... Uh, the monthly pay-per-views, that's, In Your House has spawned that for a lot of time. Um, so they're bringing the concept In Your House back for one night only kind of thing for NXT. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a bit of a shorter NXT show, I'm guessing. based uh, The card doesn't look like it, but the, what we've yeah. heard from Vince trying, maybe Backlash will be shorter, but In Your House will still be yeah, the traditional three and a half, four hours. But let's jump right into the okay. card, though, Mike. Uh, go with the first match you got on tap for you that okay. we want to talk about. Um, so it's not announced, but do you think there's going to be a tag team match with Imperium because there's five matches announced already. Yeah. So I would say either the era or like Burke and mm-hmm. um Danny Burke and only Danny Burke. Danny Burch, yeah. 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 Um, so if they're in a match, do you think Imperium loses? No. In a hypothetical. I, I don't yeah, I don't even know if there's gonna be a tag match quite frankly. They already got five matches yeah, on the Yeah they have five they're matches gonna have on this it, cruiserweight so. match. I'm th- I think it's gonna be on there right it's not? No, it's on Wednesday. Oh stupid. What why? Well that's alright, I'm I'm already annoyed, but it's fine. Um but if they do, I think Imperium retains. There's no reason to put the titles back on the Undisputed Era, as much as that pains me to say. They've been champs three, four times now. It doesn't really help them. Um, would I mind... Um, I wouldn't mind a tag match. I like Imperium as a tag team. I think they're yeah. entertaining to watch. You know, I think they're a placement holder until they have another team ready. Have you noticed that... Uh, the, I actually have no tag teams. Yeah. Like the one team with Stokely Halloway, the guy, the mm-hmm. you know the the short bald dude, you know, mm-hmm. with the two big Indian guys, you know, notice how they haven't been on TV in a while. It's because I think they were terrible, and everybody went, "This is awful." Yeah. Like nobody cares, and also they're terrible in yeah. the ring. They, it was a rough, it, it was, was a rough, rough, it was a rough, it was a rough. No, serious, like two episodes, but the, the two matches they had, I'm like, you're beating up jobbers. And these are these are bad matches. Like mm-hmm. these are not good. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I don't know if I think they're giving them to Imperium because they, they're technically sound yeah. and they don't have another tag team ready. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't know if we actually see a tag match. So I'm gonna go with no. Okay, but. I'm gonna go with no too because we already have five, but if they yeah. do, I think Imperium wins whatever regardless. tag team match. Regardless. Alright, yeah, let's go to the next one. Um Damian Priest and Finn Balor, singles match. Um here, here my problem with this match, uh, I really wish it wasn't Priest in this match. And here I'll tell you why. Priest needs a win. 100%. Priest needs a big win. I thought he was going to be the guy to take it off of Keith Lee, quite mm-hmm. frankly, for the North American. Um, I thought that with with Dijakovic, who's going to the main roster pretty soon too. I don't yeah, know if you saw that. Yeah. Um, but with 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 Keith beating him, I thought okay, you got Keith enough defenses now. He beat Roderick Strong. He he won the triple threat. Yeah. 
He's now beat Dijakovic a couple times in singles action where it's like, okay, now you can get it off of Keith and maybe Keith goes for the, the main title or whatever. And, and, and Damian Priest is the next guy. Uh-huh. But then when he lost, I was like, now what? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I like that we'll talk about Keith Lee here in a minute, but uh, Priest needs a win in the baddest of ways. But I also think Finn's going to win this match, and I think Finn needs to be the guy to beat Cole for the title. Yeah, okay. I, I legitimately um, think that I needs to think uh, Priest is going to win. You do? Because I think Finn is going to be close in the Champa spot where he's just going to put people over. Oh, I really hope that's not the case. I, I like what they're doing with Finn where he's got a little more of an edge now. Yeah. So I'm hoping that that's going to lead to, say Cole beats the Dream, which he better beat the Dream. Um, okay. And then um, from there, I think maybe he kind of sm- – because he's the only guy that they have yeah. that that he ha- that Cole hasn't beaten. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and for the ti- – I mean, did he beat him for the title already? Did Finn have a shot at the title yet? No. With Cole as champion? With Cole as champion? Yeah. Maybe early on. Maybe? Like maybe like when they first when went they to Wednesday? First, yeah. It might have been like a week or two after Riddle's match. Yeah, maybe it was. But I think there was interference, I think, is what so, happened. Yeah, yeah sure. I, I, cause I don't think he'd be in Quinn. Regardless, I think he would be the the most logical guy because Cross isn't ready yet. There's nobody else on this roster yeah. ready to go. But all right, yeah. So I'm going to take Finn in this, but I think Priest looks good. But I really wish it was somebody else who would have yeah, done I'm gonna this. I'm going to take Priest yeah. because he needs to win. Why the hell not? Um, Gargano and Keith Lee for the North American title. I think it's perfect for Gargano to win this. I absolutely he's think it's turned heel. I love this. I love this new Johnny. Uh, this Johnny Gargano has been more entertaining in the past like month than he has in his entire run, in my opinion. Yeah. His matches. I'm not talking about his matches. Just yeah. the character. I'm tired of like the. He's just real, trying really hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? He keeps yeah. losing. Like I am so for like this whole like change of attitude. Where he's just like I hate everybody. You all yeah. suck. I'm better than you, and it's fine. I love it. I yeah. love this whole, you know, piece of crap type of character. I love Candice LeRae as a heel. I think they're doing a great job. Um, I think Keith is probably going to retain. And I think they're going to wait to have a, a mixed tag with the title on the line. And I think that's how it's going to happen. Where, like, Candice beats Mia or something. I'm just saying, that just to prolong it, I would love for... I want Gargano to win, but I don't know if he does. I don't know if he does. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, you, you see what I'm saying, though? Yeah. Like, to because we got Mia Yim versus Candice on the show, too, don't we? No, that's on Wednesday. Man, I am just, I'm all over the board today. I thought that, what's the fifth match, then? Uh, I'm going for it. All right, give fine. Me time. All right. All right, uh, third match, we have the women's triple threat match. Okay. Which is the fifth match. What's the other two, then? Killer Crossing. Oh, Crossing again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I suck. I'm... Um, The women's title match, Charlotte Flair will defend against Eero Shirai and Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I'm probably going to take Eero Shirai. Yeah, I won't. I'm, I'm only... I'm only reason why I'm doing it is because I want her to but win. But I think, so I think with an asterisk to mind is I just think Charlotte loses the title. I think she to needs to lose To one of the two. I, I don't I, care yeah. who. Right. Uh, I think Eero will win because I think Eero will have it and then Rio will like fight her for it yeah. in a minute. Yeah. Uh, but I think Eero wins yeah. the title. I, I just, I just, or Rio can win it, I guess. I don't really care. Nah, I, but that Eero, does nothing for me. Yeah, Eero can win. Yeah, Eero Shirai definitely needs to, to, get, to get a win here. She's been really... She, Really, really good since her heel turn. Now she's kind of back to babyface a little bit. I don't really know yeah. where she's at, but um, I, I think that this triple threat sets it up perfectly. The problem is that you've got three women in there that you don't really want any of them to take a fall necessarily yeah. from a fan perspective, you know. So, but so like, Charlotte's, Charlotte's, fall, Charlotte's definitely not taking the fall. And but it's like okay, so you're gonna Ripley lose on back to back big I matches know. too, and then it's like all right, so Eo, why is she even the match? It's it's hard, you know it's what I mean? Hard. Like some of these triple threats, triple threat matches, you look at and you go. That person's the only there. Like the yeah. match, the triple threat on Raw, where it was her, it was Charlotte, 
uh, Natalia and Nia Jax, like, so Natalia is in there to lose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just kind of, it is what it is. So I'm ho- I'm going to take EO as well, okay. only just strictly out of pure hope. It really Same. Is. Yeah, I don't have any other. <laughs> uh, next, we got Karrion, Karius, Karrion, 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 Karrion Cross with Scarlet taking on Tommaso Ciampa. Cross. Cross has to win. Has to win. Unless they pull the most WWE thing ever. Which is where, not out of... Not realm. out of the realm of possibilities where Champa wins, yeah. but we kept him strong because he attacked him right after See, the match, okay. which is the dumbest thing. This is a... Because I don't, I'm not super familiar with Cross, so yep. watching him now is kind of my low-key first time. And I said that right now, I'm like, first of all, his entrance is all on Scarlet. For like ninety percent, Scarlet's already a star. She's already a star, and Carrion is kind of just like mm-hmm. it, it's almost like Carrion's like the bodyguard for Scarlet. Just beats up the jobbers right now. It's kind of mm-hmm. weird, yeah. um, in my opinion. But I think Cross, if he loses, I go, okay, well, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. Like to me, as a, I'm more of a, I'm not a casual, but I don't know who he is, so you right. need to build him for me. Right. I'm like, he's dead to me because right. if you can't beat Champa, which I get Champa is high on the card, but then I'm like, okay, so you can't challenge for the world title. Nope. Because you can't beat Champa. Champa just Champa. lost to Cole. And so I guess you're in the North American range, and I'm right. like, that's that's good bummer. for you, that's but that sucks. Yeah. Because you look like a monster. Yeah. Right. So I think. Cross has to win for me personally. I think this is going to be a very, very brutal match. I think I hope they give these guys time to really build into it. I feel like this is going to be one of those like Pete Dunn Walter matches. Yes, where you're just going to be, where you're just like, oh, like not like with weapons, just the the physicality physicality of of the whole thing is going to be high, extremely, extremely high for this whole thing. So I think Cross has to win a hundred percent. You know, people can say wins and losses don't matter. In this case, when you're trying to build new stars, wins and losses absolutely do matter yes. in this in this scenario. You know, Champa. I always look at it like this: Champa at any point in time could be the world champion of NXT. Right? Mm-hmm. He's got enough clout. He's got enough stroke in, in that brand now where he can do it at any time. And you go, okay, like it's believable, right? Certain guys get that. Like Cena could lose 35 matches in a row, and then he goes tomorrow and he beats McIntyre for the title, and you go. I mean, I get it. Yes, like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's there are certain guys in this in the sport where you can just go, okay, you yeah. know, like Cole. Now, if Cole lost the NXT title, lost a hundred matches, and then won it again, you go, okay, yeah. like you just get it. Um, Champa's at that level in NXT, so because of that, him taking a loss here, even if it's a physical brutal loss, I think it actually would help Champa because then Champa can then get into this like. I can't win the big one. I, I lost to Cole. I lost to Gargano. Now I'm losing to Cross. Like, you kind of get, you know, I like being able to set up big losses by then having the character just kind of go, I need to change something, which forces a character change as well, which, mm-hmm. you know, kind of refreshes the person. Um, but Cross, uh, Cross, 100% of yeah. the way. And then maybe a minor spoiler to people in this main event because it's pre taped. Um, so the match is like a cinematic match. I don't yeah. know if even you know yeah, this. Yeah, I, I just hear um, that. It's yeah. apparently, it's like a drive-in to the outside, and basically the people are putting their cars around, and they're fighting like on the cement outside. Oh, okay. So they're doing like an Eddie Guerrero, John Cena match did, like a street fight thing they did? Yeah, so it's like a street fight. Early on in yeah, yeah, Cena's yeah. career. Yeah, yeah, so it's like a street fight where they're in yeah. either the arena. Everyone, yeah, well, they're going to surround everybody. With yeah. cars, yeah. and then they're yeah. fighting. With all the lights and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Um, I don't even know if the match has to end in the ring. I think it's just... I know, I, I think it's just going to end like... It's just like, going to end like, like wherever. Knockout or something. Yeah, and then um, the caveat is if Velotine loses, he can't challenge 
Cole. the NXT title as long as Cole, Cole is champion. champion. Right, right. Which is basically saying that he's going to lose because then when Cole drops it, he'll just fight whoever's right. after Cole. Exactly. Well, and, and two, with, with the allegations that tr- that uh, Velveteen Dream is still kind of going through with the yeah. whole, like, being naughty on the internet, quote-unquote. I'm not going to get into too much detail on that. But um, with that being said, and also the fact that this feud is dull and is dry and there's no build to this whatsoever... Um, Dexter Loomis has gotten more TV time than Velveteen Dream has. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way, right? I legitimately thought they were building Dexter Loomis as just a guy for Cole to beat, pretty much. Um, so, you know, I think Cole has to retain. And that's why I'm saying Finn is – I'm hoping I'm, – I'm thinking Finn wins and then goes on just because I there is not a single guy in this entire brand right now that you can tell me legitimately has any kind of chance to beat Cole right now. That would make that would make any legitimate sense. Yeah, which you know is what why I mean? Cross is gonna do it, but and, and maybe he is the guy, right? I I wouldn't necessarily be shocked, but like I just think there needs to be a baby face in between, and I think Finn beating Cole would be big, and then letting Finn run with it for a second, and then Cross beating Finn, I think means more because Finn's got the main roster stuff. Like Cole, when they go to the main roster and stuff, they'll be fine, but Finn because he's come back now. And then if Cross were to do that and being a babyface, because like the, the, you can't make the era babyface, no. you know what I mean? They it just it won't work the same. They're they're the cool bad guy right mm-hmm. now. Um, so I think Cole retains. Do you have anything? Do you have anything Not different really. on that? Yeah. I don't. I don't think Velveteen can win. Again, it's it, it's it wouldn't put past if WWE decides to put the title on Dream mm. just to call the era up like tomorrow. Yeah. But right now I'm going. In. Uh, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's it's, it's it's this card on paper like match wise looks good, but I just it just feels like I'm just kind of like all right. You know what yeah. I mean, like I'm kind of just kind of going through the motions a little bit. Um, let's talk real quick to let's go to the other side, the other Wednesday night show, mm-hmm. uh, AWTNT. A championship is officially active and ready to go. Cody Rhodes no. first champion, right? But the what I want to talk about is his open challenge, right? So we're going to get a title title defense every single week on television, similar to John Cena's US title open challenge. Um, I know other people have kind of tried to do that for bits and pieces of time. Yeah. Like, I think, was Brian doing it as an IC champion at one point? I think or something? so, for, for a hot minute. For when he was champion for six days. Um, but... Uh, your thoughts on, on just that, the kind of him throwing down the gauntlet a little bit. Are you excited to see a title match every single week with the possibility that, I'm assuming not a lot of guys are going to hold this for like a year yeah. kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's got me kind of excited. Yeah. Um, always like a good championship match. And I think since they're doing that, I think Cody's the per- perfect person to have it on mm-hmm. because when you go down the line, like everyone in that battle royal for the most part, mm-hmm. I was like, if they won it, him and Cody would have a great match. Right. Like, go, kind of going through it, I was like, I, ho- I was really hoping MJF would win it because I'm like, you, MJF has to beat Cody. Yeah. And then that's a rough start to, right. for a championship. Right. But outside that, I was like, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, yep. Scorpio Sky, like, all these guys. I was like, if you win it, I'm like, good for you. And mm-hmm. you're just going to have a fantastic match and lose next week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's going to be a great time. And it's going to be interesting to see the one guy in, like, a month or two mm-hmm. who's going to, like, him. finally overcome. And, and, and that's the and that's the key, right? Is yeah. the is when is it going to? You have to tune in every week to watch it because you don't know when it's coming. Mm-hmm. Because when it does, you're gonna be like, and if you miss it, you're gonna be like, of course. The one time I don't watch is the mm-hmm. time he dropped. And when he does, and you're right, Cody is the perfect guy for this because when you look at who he is, the clout that he has of the, of the wrestler, right? Just of the of the guy, and he, in the fact that he if he goes on a bit of a streak like when Cena did. 
And then you're like, okay, you know, like when Sami Zayn faced Cena, everyone thought Sami Zayn was going to beat Cena that mm-hmm. night. There was not a single person that in that room was like, oh, Cena's going to, you know what I mean? So when you get these big moments where you're like, oh, Darby Allen's challenging for it, oh, this this could be the night, mm-hmm. you know? And when you see those kind of moments, it makes watchable, it makes for easy TV in a lot of regards, but you don't need a storyline to have a title match. And mm-hmm. I and I can appreciate that, especially because it's kind of like a television title. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that we're going to get one every single week. Thoughts on the championship right now, by the way? It's fine. I'll live with it. As he's coming out with it yeah. every week, I go, I'll live. I'll, I'll, it's fine. Yeah, I need it. I need the finished product because it's really bumming me out right now. I want to see the finished product. Like, you sent me some, some screenshots and stuff, and it wouldn't be as bad, but I need to see a full product because yeah. their tag belts really bum me out. So, I'm just throwing that out there. I, I live or die with championships. Huh? I live or die. I'm like, yeah. I don't really. Yeah. Well, like, like, the, like when he comes out, I go, it looks fine, and you only hold it for like six seconds because he walks out and gives it to the ref, and they throw it away. So, <laughs> it's not the point. All right, jeez, it's a prestige. Yes. Whatever. Well, yeah, the TNT title is going to be very prestigious. I guarantee uh, it. Yeah, especially when they like get moved to TBS or something. And yeah. It's like, and, we change and then they're the going to change the yeah and... exactly. That's exactly what they're going to do. It's the weirdest they're thing on, No, they're on TNT for like four more years, though. Yeah, so that's why they have the clout for four years, and then they'll just change it to mm-hmm. the, the television the USA Championship or something. Yeah, they go to USA. That'd be awesome. Um, all right, that's going to be it for this week's episode. Uh, obviously, we're going to be live every single Monday, 7 a.m. If you want to see what's going on with the latest parts of the show, go to the I'm Always Right PC.com. That's our official website. Be sure to fill out the contact page there. Um, and obviously we're live every Wednesday on YouTube. Sorry I was late this last week uploading. I got my days mixed up because Memorial Day, so I uploaded on Thursday instead of Wednesday. So my bad, guys. My bad. I'll take the mulligan on that one. You want to buy our merch? Get that sweet logo shirt right up there. Um, below the collar.com forward slash I'm always right PC for that. Uh, any proceeds from those shirts goes right back to the show. We don't get paid for this, so anything you guys want to donate to the show, we greatly appreciate it. So we can continue to bring you guys the best in podcasting of the sports world. So, with that, on behalf of the Whaleman, of the Merc Zone, I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys as always next time.